This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are back and we are live on Pulse 95 Radio on the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Plenty to get our teeth into for the hour. Oh my God. Breaking news an hour ago, Karim Benzema sentenced to prison and a fine as well. Can you believe that? What does that mean for Real Madrid? What does that mean for France? What does that mean for the World Cup? That's going to be on the show today. We've also got LeBron James steals the headlines for the wrong reasons. Is that because it was LeBron or was it something which he actually meant? We're talking about that on the show today. Bayern Munich cut wages for unvaccinated players. So that's another thing that a lot of people are thinking, should sports and should athletes be banned, fined or even punished for not taking the vaccine? We've got an example in American football. We've got an an example in, in football as well. We're talking about that. And yes, Manchester United fans, I know I wasn't on the show yesterday, but I am here today and we are going to be talking about what approach do Manchester United take? Is it a results-driven approach or is it a stylistic approach? We're talking about that, all that and more on The Only Place to Be at 3, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host from everything sport, international and local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in online as well on the Instagram at Omar Duri. You've got Maria, Ahmed, Sue, Musab, the other Musab, Kimo, Anita, Ali, Yusuf, Mo, Amda. Oh man, Condado FC's in the building. Jiv as well, Tashrik. And Mustafa as well. And Sergey, of course. Can't forget Sergey. I uh, hope you guys are having a fantastic day. I've had a lot of questions over the weekend of people asking me about Manchester United. So, And even Hani Barkis, who uh, who's just here now from Future Talk, was saying, you know, when's your segment on? Because I want to hear it. Well, Hani, if you're listening to this in the car, I thought I'd bring it to you straight away. Right. So here's the situation at Manchester United. They have brought in uh, an interim for the interim which means that they've actually brought in one of their former coaches who was already on the panel when Solskjaer was in charge in Michael Carrick. For those that don't know Michael Carrick, Michael Carrick is someone who has pretty much won everything with Manchester United. He's also won Players Player of the Year, which will probably mean that he gets a lot of respect amongst his players. But this is a whole different ballgame now. And although yesterday they won 2-0 against Villarreal in Spain with Cristiano Ronaldo and Jadon Sancho scoring the goals, What's going to happen next for Manchester United? What approach do they take? There's no point 
saying names that aren't interested in the job. So the first thing they have to think about, and these are the people who make the decisions, is whoever they do bring in, are they looking for a results driven coach who's just going to get you instant results now doesn't care who you upset and doesn't care how long it's going to take but just go straight in or are they going to go in for a stylistic coach and that is the more the coach with more flavor so with all that's happening now and a lot of people are, are, are discussing this they've mentioned names like Zidane and Pochettino etc but will those play, coaches leave for example, PSG to come to Manchester United when you're coaching Messi, Mbappe and um, Neymar. And then Zidane, who's never really been interested in England, will he take on the United project knowing that he hasn't played there before and not necessarily had the interest in coming to England? Pochettino's family still do live here in the UK, uh, live here <laughs> in the UAE, still do live in the UK. So that's one thing. And he's still staying in a hotel despite being there for a year. So that tells you in terms of long term how he's thinking. But would he leave right now? They've asked him in the press conference and he said, you're always going to be linked with rumors. Uh, I'm not interested, but you never know. So that leaves the door open. Then it comes down to are they looking at a long term project? And what about the personalities they're thinking of bringing in? The, the first thing I would say, which a lot of people have kind of overlooked is Sir Alex Ferguson since he's left has still been a shadow at the club and because he's been a shadow at the club that means that he still has a say in what's happening if he still has a say in what's happening then these coaches who are trying to make decisions are pretty much influenced by what he says so why not let him take the rest of the season on he's always going to be a legend and he's always going to win yes he might be a little bit more older than everyone else but the players would listen, Cristiano Ronaldo would listen, and you pretty much have someone who has won before. Now, some people might say those were old times and we are in new times now and this is not a good idea, but he still has influence over the club. Solskjaer has admitted himself that Ferguson has visited several times during his period at Manchester United and also come into the dressing room, which again makes me think who is making the decisions for the club and who is responsible. So if it's going to be someone interim, which means it's only going to be for the rest of the season, that means Manchester United's approach is who is going to be available at the end of the season. Now, when we look at that part, Pochettino is a possibility, but they would still have to speak to PSG because he has a contract. So they have to actually release him from his clause. And in doing so, they would pay 10 to 15 million. However, they could still pay 10 to 15 million now and get him now. And it all comes down to what is a successful manager? What is an elite manager? Pochettino never won anything with Tottenham, but still developed them and got them to a Champions League final. So would that be their first pick? Aside from that, you've also got Ten Hag at Ajax, who people are mentioning. But right now, there's personalities being overlooked that perhaps, if you're looking for someone to get a reaction, maybe they've upset too many uh, people inside or ruffled a few feathers or Alex Ferguson. Roy Keane would be one of them. Paul Ince is another one. These people have managed and coached before, albeit maybe not successfully, according to the elite managers. But that's something else that could be considered. So what kind of approach will United take? If you guys have an idea, text me on 4215 at the Salat or do, or start up into my DMs and let me know 
who would be the ideal realistic candidate to take over Manchester United until the end of the season? Or do they go all out and get an elite manager like Diego Simeone and prize them away from the big time jobs? Let me know, 4215 at the Salat or do. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. The tunes are on point today, so enjoy it. And I'll see you after this. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in as well, keeping me company during the breaks. Uh, on the Instagram live at Omar Adouri. Shout out to Kareen, the hero who came out of boxing fight. You got Davis in here. You got Jessica. You got Sam. You got Olivia who's here. Um, who else? You got Mo Hajar. Um, we got Jess Abdullah. Who else do we have in here? Mushab, the other Mushab, Omda. Uh, Tanya, of course. Uh, Haya, Maria, uh, Ahmed, Sue. Oh man, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are having a fantastic, a fantastic day. Right, a couple of things now actually, which which is really striking at the moment. Um, a very hot topic right now is whether sports teams should impose rules for unvaccinated players or athletes. We discuss on the show the example from American football to football on how actions being taken. This is big because Bayern Munich, for example, of Germany, have started to cut salaries of unvaccinated players. Ex-Arsenal winger Serge Gnabry and Joshua Kimmich among five players in COVID-19 quarantine. Bayern Munich have imposed salary cuts to five of their unvaccinated players which, uh, who have been forced to quarantine after coming in contact with someone who has COVID-19. But this isn't, this isn't just happened in... In football, this has happened with the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers lied about being vaccinated. Then obviously they found that out. In tennis, Novak Djokovic was someone who came out in the beginning and said, I hope we don't have to get the vaccine. I hope it's not mandated for professional athletes. And it's not clear whether, you know, some of them have taken the vaccine or not. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a very, very sensitive topic right now because people have, you know, their own opinions on whether this should go on or not. But then again, when it does affect the sports and people are being paid to, you know, to perform at the highest level, at what point do you take action? And this is where it's very, very tricky. I don't know what you guys think, but let me know on 4215 at the or do or start up into my DMs uh, at Omar Durian and, and give me a shout. Is it the only way to deal with these kind of things? You know, right now in the UK, people are saying that there needs to be a third jab. Uh, a booster because it's winter and that's the most uh, frequent time that people will get it. it you know when when do we stop here and i think also from speaking to a few athletes in the uk the problem that they're having is they don't trust the government which is why they're refusing to take it i have personally taken 
you know, um, both jabs of the vaccine. I'm out here in the UAE in Sharjah. That's fine. But with these guys, it's very, very different. In the UAE, they've dealt with it very, very well. So we obviously trust the UAE government. But in the UK, not everyone is on board. And so that's why there's been a lot of talk about it. Davis is saying taking the vaccine should be your choice. Just make sure that some sort of control is there like a PCR test. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that happening. I think that's, that's a good point. It, you know, it's 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 really, really tricky. With everything that's happening at the moment now, that you know, that unprecedented time is not completely over. So when I hear that Bayern Munich have taken action, and normally in Europe, and especially in Germany, they're normally ahead of these things. They've, they, you know, they look after their athletes quite well, despite the outbreak happening in there. Bayern Munich sports director uh, Hassan Salahamovic has been vocal in his support of footballers being jabbed. However, the athletic claim uh, reaction to the club's ruling has been mixed. And while some have accepted it, others consider taking legal action. That's the problem. You know, especially if you're a big name in sport, could be any sport. That's when all of a sudden it becomes a riot, it becomes a debate. Everyone has an opinion. People are talking about it. But let's say now, for example, it's going to cost Bayern Munich millions for losing um, against an opposition. I know they hardly lose, but let's say in the Champions League, a game that it's important due to someone getting COVID where the team have to isolate. Now, all of a sudden, they lose 20 to 30 million uh, euros. You know, people then think, where do we draw the line here? There are so many factors that people have to worry about when it comes down to, you know, athletes who refuse to take the vaccine or for example in terms of Aaron Rodgers who lied about getting the vaccine these are all things that you know where do we draw the line what do you guys think let me know 4215 at the Salat or do we're going to take a quick break uh, breaking news actually on the hour Karim Benzema has been sentenced for one year in prison plus 75k as a fine they are currently appealing it right now, but does that mean he misses La Liga and he misses the World Cup? Find out more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on Pulse95. Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Yes, we are back and we are live on Pulse 95. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in from Big Hass to Rania to Sophia to Melissa Davis, Masoud, Isa, Zara and everyone else who has been locked on the whole time. Now, if you are just tuning in and you missed any of our shows, don't worry, catch all of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud or if you prefer a visual, head over to the YouTube channel Pulse95 Radio. We've got some fantastic guests across all of our shows covering some really really cool topics and talking about cool topics so your comments have been coming in regarding the question I've asked for today and that's should athletes be punished or fined for not taking the vaccine Bayern Munich have started to do that now and they've cut wages for unvaccinated players and Green Bay Packers obviously were in the headlines after Aaron Rodgers lied about taking the vaccine which again he was fined in American football now Davis has sent a message saying do you think if the team starts cutting wages, it opens up opportunities for other teams to grab players? I think that's a very, very good question because if 
some teams have those rules and other teams don't, then what what stops the athlete from going to a setup which doesn't require that? So I think that's a very good question. Uh, Masoud saying vaccinations are important for better health care at the current scenario and especially players. They have to be at their best healthy state in order to play well and indeed to be safe. So if there's certain fine charges for not being vaccinated, then I agree there should be because it's not only about them, but also others as well. Together we create a better environment. Very, very good. I like that, Masoud. Excellent stuff. Um, now, here's something that has pretty much uh, stolen the headlines, maybe because it is the name I'm about to mention, and that's LeBron James. Now, LeBron James was ejected after elbowing Isaiah Stewart. What's up, Vikas? What's up, Super Mario? How are you guys doing? You guys all right? Yeah. LeBron James ejected after elbow to Isaiah Stewart's face sparks on-court scuffle. But guys, I'd like to get your opinion on this one because was this a problem because it was LeBron James? We know Lebr- LeBron James isn't that type of player. Yes, he's physical. Yes, he's, you know, on top, top when it comes down to elements of his game. But this turned out to be really like, it reminded me a little bit of Malice in the Palace. I was talking about that off air as well when I saw Metal World Peace get involved. And yes, it didn't get into the crowd, but just the physicality and the fact that players had to hold him back. And it's one of those things that you kind of, you want to watch and you want to see what's going on. And at the same time, you're thinking, you know, if he didn't mean it, why has it got to the player so much? You know, that, I don't know. I don't know. Anthony Davis, Russell Welbrook to rally the Los Angeles Lakers till 121-116 victory over the Detroit Pistons on Sunday night. I'm reading this thing right now here, and it, again, it does strike the opinion that if it wasn't LeBron James, A, would we be talking about it, and B, would it have got as big as it did? These type of things happen in sport. Yes, you have flailing elbows, you have you know, people that sometimes, you know, by accident, clash with you, but was it an accident? I think that's the first question we've got to ask. And second thing is, as Maria was telling me this before, it's only been a second flagrant foul in over a, what, a decade of basketball. So is he that kind of player? Is that something that, you know, LeBron James would do? Does he have to even do that, especially to, you know, um, his, his opponent in this situation? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Mustafa saying he just wants attention by going after LeBron. That's as simple as that. Again, that could be that could be the thing. It could be the fact that maybe because LeBron's such a big name that it caused you know, um, a reaction from the player. And LeBron was just standing there. It wasn't like he was running away or attacking or provoking him or saying anything. And it caused, like I said, uproar. You know, James was sent to the locker room after his left elbow and hand appeared to make contact with Stewart's face when they were tangled up while boxing out for a rebound. Detroit center had to be held back more than once, keeping him separated from the NBA superstar and he was also ejected. There was a moment in that as well. I'm not sure if you guys saw it. But as he actually left into the tunnel, he started running to try and come out from the other side. That's where the police were called. So, yeah, I, I, again, I, I'm not sure to what point we're going to be looking into that. But uh, Mustafa saying uh, his last elimination was over arguments with the ref, not with a player. And in my view, it's a simple mistake. That's a fair point. I like that, Mustafa. I think, like... 
again, we tend to generalize athletes based on how they perform over a, a, time, a period of time. Someone might get away with something that maybe isn't in their DNA or nature as a player. And this is in all sorts of sports, whether it's basketball, football, even tennis. Sometimes, you know, there's sportsmanship and ungentlemanlike conduct or unfemale-like conduct in some terms that you sometimes think, um... Did that person mean it? Are they the, are they a dirty player, so to speak? Do they do they do things maybe they shouldn't have done? That that's another thing um, that I kind of look at and I wonder with athletes. If you're just missing the show, we had a couple of topics today that a lot of people are talking about. One, should athletes be punished or fined for not taking the vaccine? Bayern Munich have already started cutting wages for five players who are in quarantine. Um, and the other one was, what approach should Manchester United take? Should they go for results-driven coach, someone that's going to just come and be ruthless, or stylistic and long-term? I've mentioned who I think was on there. If you missed that, check it out. Very, very good point. And also, I'm like the fact that I mentioned a name that probably people didn't see coming regarding the interim for the rest of the season. Davis is saying... Well, and then on the other hand, you have Zlatan who doesn't care and he will say he did it on purpose. Yeah, if you didn't see Zlatan um, 10 days ago against Spain, fully just go right through Aspilicueta <laughs> and then pretend like he didn't do it. But again, there's only one Zlatan. Right, we're going to take a quick break. Here's some flowers for you. And we've got our final segment coming after the break. Enjoy, folks. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are back and we are live. And you know what? I'll tell you what, they've been talking about... Um, what we mentioned on the show today regarding LeBron James and whether it was enforced because of his name, because of the brand, or uh, should we actually be considering that? I don't know. Uh, you know, Isaiah Stewart's face was knocked badly and it wasn't an accident. Already, Big Hass is here uh, on the Instagram live telling me that uh, LeBron is not a dirty player and the Detroit player's reaction is normal, I guess, when you see blood. But the NBA can't condone such a reaction. It is what it is. Davis agrees with that. Uh, he was punished for two games. So Stewart got two games and LeBron got one. Sergei saying Isaiah is a dirty player. It's not the first time he gets into a fight. And Big Hat said it, was, it wasn't enough, the punishment. Um... Mustafa saying at least five game suspension. Dave saying, well, LeBron is their money maker, so they can't afford to have him longer than a game. I think that's a very good point. I think when you're the face of the sport, it's hard to keep up because people are not going to be viewing as much. Not just the fans. The fans, the basketball fans, the genuine hardcore fans like Haas are going to be watching their team anyway, regardless if their star plays out. But the ones that necessarily don't follow uh, basketball all the time and do watch because of LeBron I think that's where you can understand why they wouldn't suspend him more than a game Mustafa saying a fine wouldn't make a dent for LeBron's pocket and Davis is saying of course but that's all that would happen uh, some breaking news actually right now is Karim Benzema has been sentenced to one year prison uh, for I would say covering up for his friend Matthew Valbuena uh, he gets one year sentence prison and 75,000 fine 
Uh, that means if it does go through and if the appeal doesn't go through, then he misses the World Cup, which is just round the corner. It's a huge, huge deal. Um, you know, for, for Benzema to actually get that verdict. So guys, also, we're still we're back on LeBron. He's saying LeBron is the face of NBA. They cannot suspend him for a longer period to add money. Fine would be fair enough. Yeah, I like that, Sergei. I think that's a, that's a very, very good point. And here's the thing, you know, when you look at the best players in the world, especially in all the sports, when you start to get them getting in trouble, you know, you had it with Conor McGregor at one point when he was he was fire and he had that whole thing where he threw the dolly through the bus with Habib and, you know, people said that he was never going to come back again and he came back. You have the situation now with LeBron, even though he, you know, I mean, he didn't really, you know, aggravate the situation further by rushing towards him or making it a bigger scene. You know, there's that. And you, you look at players and athletes and you just wonder that there's a lot of people watching them and they are an example to the youth and if they start getting away with things like that or doing things that perhaps you know the youth will uh, will copy or try and emulate that then that gets a bit dangerous so i guess the authorities and the governing bodies for all these different sports would have to really you know put these punishments up so that no one gets away with it right we have reached full time on the halftime show thank you very much for tuning in remember you catch every monday wednesday and saturday uh, three to four uae time thank you for everyone who tuned in and your comments were fantastic loved your feedback on the instagram live i will catch you same time same place on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 have a fantastic day folks i'm out This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.